everybody and welcome back to the Line of the End of Sweet podcast episode 93. Tonight's episode is the season preview. So unfortunately tonight we're without regular Chris Manning but that's fine because we have plenty of reinforcements with us. So my name's Will Jones. Joining me tonight is Mr Tom Jenkins. Hello Tom. Hello Will, how are we doing mate? Not too bad thank you, not too bad. Also on is James Jarvis. Hi James. Right, well, what's up, Matt? Not too much, thank you. I'm just chilling. Um, and last but not least, Ian Firth. How are we, Ian? Hi, Will. How's things? Good, thank you. Good, good, good. Right, we'll get cracking straight into it. Uh, we'll go with what's most topical. So we'll start off with signings. So we'll go in order from when we last uh, spoke. Um, so I think the last time we spoke was just off the back of the World Cup final. Um, and we were just about to go into the Girona game. So before that, we managed to get the the signature of Yannick Wildshot. Lads, what do we make of that? I'm I'm quite happy with the signing of Yannick Wildshot. I know he's gotten a lot of beef from Norwich fans and stuff, saying he, he doesn't run right or he's a bit lazy, couldn't track him back, but... From what I've seen of him so far, he looks to be quite a pacey player, which we've desperately needed on the wings for quite a while. And he's been impressing me so far. So maybe this is just the right move for him to come down to a admittedly slightly lower championship club to try and build himself up again. Maybe it's what he needs to revitalise his career. Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd second that, definitely. Yeah. As I'd, um... I think he's a really exciting signing. I, was, I must admit, I was still a bit sort of grumpy, putting it politely, about with what happened with Murray. But um, well, sure. I mean, it's it's got to be. I mean, if it, if it comes off, it's going to be the sign of the season, isn't it? Really. Uh, I mean, as you're saying, down at Norwich, he's, he's not had a great time. You know, he's, he's obviously not lived up to his, his seven million. But um, they paid seven million for him for a reason. You know, it's, it's a little bit like with Kevin Davis, isn't it? When he went to Blackburn all, all those years ago. Uh, it was a you know big sum of money. He didn't do anything there, um, and Bolton picks him up on the rebound basically. Um, so well, fingers crossed that we can do the same with Yannick. Yeah, of course. I mean, you've got to remember this is only a season-long loan, but I think it's it's definitely an excellent deal. I mean, as as it's been stated a lot in the press, he was a seven million pound signing originally, um, and obviously the thing he's is, Bolton are a member of broken things, and Ian is completely right when you talk about massive amounts of money that get spent on players who don't necessarily either merit that or it goes to their head a little bit. You know, they get they feel the pressure. Bolton Wanderers have always been there to pick up on these people and uh, make them back into what they used to be. And I, I agree completely. If we if we can get the best out of Wiltshire, it could be one of the signings of the season. Yeah, I trust Parky to be able to do that. I mean, he's he's done it with Sami Amiobi. He's turned... It's, well, debatable whether he's done it with Sami Amiobi, but he's turned him from a kid who struggled to do 90 minutes to being able to do, at the very least, 70. So that's something. And we, all, we can all know what he's done with Gary Medine, so... <laughs> yeah. Spot on, James. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're well short. You know, I mean, who knows? I, I don't know. I must admit, I didn't follow him um, down at Norwich. But he wrong manager, maybe wrong. You know, uh, playing in the in the wrong position, perhaps. There could be a hundred and one things that he just didn't come off for him, did it? So it doesn't necessarily make him a, a rubbish player. So I'm, I'm quite excited by it. I have to say, uh, a cracking signing that by the club. Mm. I mean, those of us who've been to the preseason games will have seen him in action. Um, as well, you have, have those of you listening, um, and I'm sure you'd agree that you know from what we've seen of him so far, he's, he's been particularly impressive. 
Um, I don't think anyone can sort of fault his performances as of, as of yet, and I'm sure we don't intend to either. Yeah, uh, it's, even, it's even better that we snatched him from under Wigan's noses as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, he's a former player of theirs, so it always makes yeah. it sweeter, doesn't it? Yeah, they, yeah. a lot of their fans did want him back, despite them trying to tell us otherwise. But Yeah, of course, but they were always going to be like that, weren't they, when, when it got announced, and they were just like, oh, we didn't want him anyway. Oh, it's um, bitterness. It's bitterness completely. Of course, what, of course what, what, it is, yeah. Whenever I saw Wiltshire playing for them, he was absolutely fantastic. He had, he had a hot streak of um, about a season and a half where no one could touch him for his pace. He was actually adding goals to his game. I think I remember one game he played against Huddersfield the year they went up. And obviously Wigan went down that season. Wigan won the game because Wiltshire was absolutely unplayable, far too quick for them. I think he set up Reese Burt for a goal that game as well, which shows... You know how, how how good he is. He can send someone like Reese Burke into a striker. Mm. Yeah, um, I, yeah, it's a good point. Um, I was just going to say, may as well do this in chronological order. So the next thing up was that obviously Yannick's uh, first performance was against Girona. Um, boys, who who of you was there? Was it? Uh, I mean, I know I was there. Um, yeah, I was there as well. James, anyone else? No, sorry. Yeah, no, that's no. fine. James, what did you make of that game? Um, it wasn't a boring nil nil for for pre for a pre season game. Um, very unlucky for Clayton Donaldson not to score that penalty, mm. but just didn't put nearly enough power power behind it. But other than that, I'd say from what I can remember, it's been a while. But um, the new the new right back, the Polish lad Olkowski, I believe he was quite good. Um, Noon was very impressive. I, I he was my man of the match. Mm. Um, other, I'd say Lau was quite uh, tidy in the centre of the park, and yeah, no one really had a bad performance that game. No, I, I couldn't disagree. Though. No, I think it, it, it was a very solid turnout, and um, you know, I mean, obviously, besides the scoreline, you know, I think it was just a good workout for for the players. I mean, I know at that point we still had a very limited squad, but you know, I think everyone that appeared at some point was basically everyone that was contracted to us, and you couldn't really fault them even for those. I mean. Obviously, we had a couple of trialists in for that game. So we had Gary O'Neill, Jack Hobbs, and remind me of the keeper's name. Is it Sam Walker? Sam yeah, Walker. Sam Walker. Yeah, so he played. Um, so yeah, so we had those three on. But you know, besides that, you know, it, it was a good showing, and um, it's surprising really. I mean, I've seen a couple of things on Twitter this week where you know people have sort of relished in the fact that we're being written off already, um, and although we're picking up on the transfer front, it, it's it's. It's quite a nice thing, almost to sort of think. Well, hang on a minute. We 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 could do okay. You know, we've had a, a relatively good preseason. Um, all right, they're, they're fairly easy fixtures, but um, well, some of them anyway. But you know, it, it's something that's quite promising. But would you agree with that, Tom? I think it's certainly promising. I think we've we're in a better situation squad-wise, even though there's still a couple of positions to fill um, than we were last year. I think the quality of player we've got it is better. Uh, but you can't help that nagging feeling that you know we're a little bit short, and other teams have also strengthened, and you know everyone seems to get better year upon year. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite telling that there are only two teams that the bookmakers have got down as relegation favourites, which is us and Rotherham, and uh, they don't tend to be too far wrong on that on that front, with the exception of obviously the Leicester City uh, five thousand to one. So. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're a bit too close to it, and maybe that's why we're, we're a bit more optimistic going into it. But I I, I think we're going to have a better season than last year, personally. Yeah, definitely. James, would you say it's quite an exciting thing the fact that we're we're sort of going to be massive underdogs this season with a potential to sort of buy back? 
I mean, we were massive underdogs last season with a with a worse squad than we have now, and we still survive. So I've I've every faith that we can carry it on and push on from last season. Because as Tom said, we've we've improved in a lot of positions. Okay, we're lacking a bit of depth at the moment, but that'll just come with time and the loan window being open after the first game of the season. I, I'm I'm quite I'm quietly confident we can push for a mid-table finish. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of something that we, we've mentioned previously on the podcast where I think we all feel similarly that, you know, pretty much each position has been strengthened. And even though it's not necessarily in depth, you know, I think the quality of the of the signs has definitely, you know, been a step up from last season. Um, Ian, what do you make of it? Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to be a little bit of a dampener, to be honest with you. I, I mean, there's, there's there's no two uh, ways about it. We've, we've signed some uh, decent players. Um this summer, I mean, for me, I'm going to mention it briefly. My article tomorrow, I think, Jason Lowe, I think he he's absolutely critical um, to this this season going forward. You know that that central midfield area was was our real Achilles heel last season. I thought, um, and, and and even with with uh, Henry in there doing his his, his usual stuff, you know, his shitowsery stuff, um, it, it, we we could never get away with without having three people in midfield. Um, so that so there's going to be a lot on him and, and Vela, um, and as I say, yeah, I mean, we we made some good signings, but the, the thing that's that worries me um, is that we just had so many players to to bring on board. You know, I mean, I think it was it was it nine players we started off with, uh, something like that, and uh, we've obviously signed, um, uh, re-signed, should I say, um, a, a few a few of the the guys from last season. Um, but it just seems such a big leap, um, you know, from a signings point of view, and and I do worry that that is going to catch up with us. Um, I mean, even now we've we've only got the the nineteen fellas, uh, and you know we've, we we start obviously in four or five days time. <clears throat> so so I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, I'm I'm a little bit cautious at the moment. I think um, it, it does depend what what happens over the next month in regards to loans and maybe snapping perhaps one or two more permis up. Um, so 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 we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I agree there. I mean, obviously we're talking a, a lot more positively than we were perhaps you know a fortnight ago or so, uh, or so ago. Sorry. Um, because at that point, you know, we were playing behind closed doors, friendlies, you know, against the likes of Morecambe. That that was another nil-nil. Um, and, you know, we were still lacking signings massively back then. But And, you know, then we went to Geisley and lost 3-1 somehow. Um, so, you know, it, we had all... one of the worst trialist keepers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, I'm glad we didn't take it on. But, um, yeah, but in the meantime, obviously, we've been busy in the transfer market. So, um, up until today... Um, the other, the only other one was Mark Wilson. So I believe he joined. Was it on a one-year deal? Yeah, yeah one-year deal. Yeah, one-year deal. So yeah. he's obviously going to bolster our defence. Um, obviously, or, he, or, he, or midfield, depending on how you look at it. I think this is a bit we had. We couldn't decide which position he was filling. Potentially, yeah. It was I mean, three, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, left back as well because he's he filled there for Stoke and Sutherland on occasion. Yeah, I mean, I was going to describe him as versatile, you know, and he, he's. I think he's going to be a good addition. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think that's going to be a really promising one. But um, yeah, m- you know, more relevant um, today, um, as of when we were recording this, um, we've signed Jack Hobbs and 
Josh McGuinness, I think he's right. I'm right. I might have butchered his name. McGuinness, yeah. I think the Genis. Genis, maybe. Yeah. McGuinness. The Genis, yeah. Um, and we're also due it potentially a third signing, maybe either tonight or tomorrow. You know, we'll see. But um, lads, what do we make of the you know the the quick movements today? I think it's it's really helped, isn't it? I mean, I can't. I mean, it shouldn't really have taken about a, a month or so to sign up Jack Hobbs. But then again, I guess you don't have to pay him when he's on trial, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, yeah. so there's that, but but um, no, I'm, I'm impressed with I am impressed with Jack Hobbs. It's, it's his injury record from Forest does have me concerned because I don't want to end up with another Mike Davis having a great player, but just does never being able to keep him fit. But I suppose that's what a one year deal's for, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Um, but I think again, maybe that's why they've taken so. Sorry, I was just going to say that maybe that's why they've taken so long with him on trial is because of his. He has had a, a, a horrific two seasons, hasn't he, uh, from an injury point of view? But there's, there's no denying his pedigree. Um, you know, if, if we can get him injury, or sorry, keep him injury free, I think he'll be a really good signing. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, obviously, he's an international. You know, as it stands now, and you know, it's always nice to get one of those on board. Um, he seems to have had a, a fairly good. You know, record in the past. Um, I think it was something like twenty something, twenty odd goals in the last two seasons, which obviously you know it it it, it makes good reading. Um, but I mean, obviously talking on the more mysterious side of things. So this potential third signing that we've we've sort of been, um, I, I don't know how you describe it. Um, it's sort of been put to us tonight in in a fashion which could only be created by one man. Um, do we have any ideas as to who that might be, or who who are we hoping it might be? I'd say I'd say it's one of two. I'd say it's either Anthony Robinson because apparently Everton are just about to finish their move for Lucas Digne, so maybe that'll allow um, Anthony to come back to us on loan. But more likely, I think it could be Gary Gary O'Neill. <laughs> Tom, what would you make of it? I think it's a bit too soon to be Robbo. Uh, I. I hope to God it's not Gary O'Neill. I'm sorry, if we're going to sign a 35-year-old shithouse midfielder, we had the perfect 35-year-old shithouse midfielder leave the club. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why Why would you replace him with someone who, in my opinion, is oh, place, fits um, the man's boots? I'll play, I'll play devil's advocate. I don't really want O'Neill either, but he is a different type of midfielder to Carl Henry. He is more of the... Um, you know, the calm player on the ball and trying to pass it forward. But still, a player like that... that is, is my thing. I don't think we need that. I think we've got good enough players going forward to be to be quite confident this season if we bring in one more striker. I want to have someone who can fit in for Jason Lowe if the worst happens and he gets a long-term injury because a lot of people have been saying, and it just suddenly dawned on me, that we only really have two natural centre midfielders in the squad. Mm. With the exception of Joe Pritchard and Jack Earing. But... Are they ready to make that step up? Surely not. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought Joe Pritchard's been okay in pre-season, but like you say, you know, I, th- I think we've got to have the confidence, to sort of, you know, have, have the ability to attack rather than you know worry about our two holding midfielders so, so much that we yeah. did last season. Um, Ian, who who's your bets on for this third signing? Um, well, it could be Stephen Ireland, couldn't it? Um, didn't he um, have a calf injury or something a week or so ago? And they're saying they were taking a look at him. But uh, you would imagine that he would have been had, had some kind of trial with them uh, yeah. before signing on. Uh, I mean, he's he's the only person I can think of um, that uh, that uh, you know he's, he's he's unattached, and we've we've talked about him being at the club. And and and, and in fairness, I mean, it, once again, you know, it's that injury thing, isn't it? But um, I, th- I think he he would be a good signing. 
um, simply because of his pedigree. Um, although I don't particularly like the guy, but you don't you don't want to particularly need one to like the guy anyway, do you? As, as a football and central midfielder, um, as long as he as long as he does the business. So well, whereabouts uh, did you play him, Ian? Sorry to interrupt. I'm just interested because we apparently have been told that we want a creative midfielder, which obviously Ireland counts as. But would would he be starting in that number ten role, or whereabouts do you think? Um, I still got a feeling that Parkey is um, still going to go with a four-five-one or a three-five-two uh, formations. So I, I still, I don't know. I just get the feeling that that's the kind of um, formation that that that, that Parkey wants to build around. So, so I, I think he could um, slot alongside Low if, 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 if I'm honest. Um, yeah. And you know, with with Oz Toomer or um, Amiobi or, or obviously Vela in, in, in front of them, um, that, that 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 would be my guess if if, if he comes on board. Well, I mean, I mean, against Peterborough, he played more of a closer to a four-four-two really than he did a three-five-two or a four-five-one. And whether that's because of lack of midfield options, I'm I'm not sure. But if we if we we could potentially see something like that with Law sitting more back and a, a Vela or something being more of the box to box midfielder moving in between, or or if we want to play us too, it could change to more of a diamond formation. Mm. Th- those are always options, not options I'd particularly associate with Parky, but they could be options. Yeah, I, I mean, just don't see Stephen Ireland playing in a two midfield if we're playing like four two three one something like that. I, I don't see it as, as as him being. He's the kind of person I could just see being bypassed in a game like that without being given the license to stay forward and sort of be have a free role. He's ne- he's never struck me as a workhorse. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, obviously we touched on it briefly before the podcast on, and um, I completely understand what you're saying. You know, I think we'd struggle to fit him in, and you know wh- whether or not he'd necessarily be a uh, a decent asset to us now, you know, because we've sort of gone forward making plans for, you know, attackers and, and full-backs and so on. And it sort of just looks as if we've sort of left the midfield department alone other than this potential one or the central midfielder. I mean, I had a sneaky suspicion that it might be Carl Henry um, just because of his tweets, you know, and just he sounds like he's quite eager to come back and, you know, whether or not we take him on, I'm not sure, but... You know, I think if anyone's going to fulfil that role properly, you know, as, as a holding midfielder, if, if that's what it comes to, then you know, I think that there's n- there's no one better. You know, there's that's just the, the exact type of player that you need in your team. And I know yeah. it's not it's something that we've not really touched on so much, but when you think of a Parky signing, you've got to think that he must have liked Henry. You know, having that sort of type of player in your team because I mean, who doesn't? You know, and when yeah. you're taking a risk in a player like Ireland, you've got to think that. You know, someone like Henry would be would be much less of a, a gamble. We could do it with two of them, couldn't we? Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we could really. We could. I wouldn't mind Henry back, but we we definitely can't play him nearly as much as last year because he started to fade. Feel the effects of that around March. You could see him fading in his game. It was partly what contributed to our slump around April. So, as long as I, I'd have him back, as long as he's okay with being sort of. This sounds really bad, but second choice to, to Law, just more to play some of the cup games or fill in when he has to and just provide his experience behind the scenes. I think that would be a sensible option to take up. No, that's, that's a perfect, fair point, that James. Yeah, perfect. yeah. I've just, I've just thought. Um, I've, I've put it in the article as well, and I can't believe I've forgotten it. What about uh, this uh, Mark Milligan, the um, the Aussie international? He's a he de- he's a defensive midfielder, isn't he? The one that um, left Melbourne 
victory yeah, I, I earlier think, I think, on. I think I looked him up when when we started the, the interest resurfaced about what he'd done at the World Cup, and they were playing him at centre half, uh, the Australian team. But he's five foot nine or five foot eight, something like that. So obviously would not be playing uh, centre half in the Championship side. God no. <laughs> I mean, I mean they had me. I mean they had to work in Mila Yadinak, so it makes sense to put him at centre back. But no, I definitely would not play him there. <laughs> I mean, it's funny how we're sort of, you know, we're completely debating who, the, who this extra signing might be. I think purely on the fact that, you know, perhaps if it was a, a bigger name signing, it might have made more of a deal, you know, particularly on Twitter. It just seems to be, you know, like another name rather than, you know, a, a, a big marquee signing. I mean, obviously, we've been linked with the, the likes of Charlie Wyke, obviously, which has, has been doing the rounds for the last couple of weeks. Um, Joe Garner, obviously, Anthony Robinson, as we've already said, you know, and you, you you sort of have to think that at this point, they w- it would have been made more of a, a meal of, you know, if if it was, you know, one of those three. But um, you know, I'm I'm sure time will tell, and you know, it may potentially be by the time this goes out that that we'll know, and this will look a bit stupid because we'll be out of date. But anyway. yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, Speaking of the s- s- striking role, um, which one would you rather have then, Garner or White? I think we're more likely to end up with. Garner, which I'm not complaining at all, but um, but obviously I think the preference would be White for everyone involved. I don't know about you guys, but White for me definitely. Um, I, I don't know. He's he's what 25. He's 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 looks a, a really promising player. I, I know things went a little bit sour for him at the at the end of last season with Bradford, but he, he's yeah. And obviously Park is really keen on him as well, isn't he? Um, I, I, I don't know. He just seems to tick all the boxes. I, I just it's, it's unfortunate, isn't he? He's got this uh, uh, knee injury, which they reckon is he's going to take him what four or five weeks to get you know fully up to speed again. Um, uh, plus, the, plus the fact that obviously Sunderland are in for him as well, uh, and and he might just be just that little bit too much much for us. So um, I, I personally, I'd, I'd rather have White, but I've got a sneaky feeling that it's Garner that. Um, I think I'd, 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 yeah, yeah. He's just you know. Garner. Oh I'm God, no. against Garner. I think he's a brilliant player. I just think he's he's been yeah. sort of so down, you know, played down because of how, you know, how much interest has shown in White. We've sort of. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I agree with him completely. But... I, I, I would love to have White in my team, but I just think Joe, mm-hmm. Joe Garner. I wouldn't buy him. I definitely wouldn't buy him. Mm-hmm. I think if we could get him on loan. Yeah. Then that that's a great that's a great bit of business yeah. because you know he's, he's the, exactly the kind of nasty bugger up front that uh, that I can I can get behind. But I think with Charlie White, the reason why we've gone for someone like McGinnis is because he's more of an out and out target man. Is McGinnis Charlie yeah. White is a big lad, but you listen to what Bradford fans say about him. He's a he's a goal poacher. He's a goal poacher with a big physique. He, yeah. he doesn't doesn't really do that hold up role properly. Whereas obviously Josh McGinnis is wired the way to do exactly that. I mean, you, I don't know if any of you have watched his interview. When asked about what he brings to the team, he hardly mentioned that goal scoring at all. He just said, I, "I want to be a nuisance up front. I want to, you know, rub people up the wrong way." And mm. I'm all for that. Mm. Well, would would White not be a bit more of, of, of a balance for that? A bit like you know, with with Elf and um, Donaldson. Yeah, sort of that that mix you need. Mate, mate, well, I would, I would imagine that White would would be in front of Elf if we did sign him. But uh, having you know, we've we've got um, sorry, we've we've got uh, Donaldson and uh, 
Magennis um, or Magennis is it? I've, I've forgotten what it's bloody called now. Um, we've got the, those two obviously as, as the big sort of um, holding up, um, big lump up front if, if you want. Um, so, so, but we've only got Alf as, as that out and out uh, goal poacher. So, so maybe White could come in and you know um, he, he provides the back, the backup for, for that role. I wonder how they're going to sell it to him. That's the thing. With with if you include Connor Hall four strikers already at the club we're pushing for a first team slot and if and he's coming in as fifth he might well be obviously automatic first choice if we pay a, a substantial fee for him but how, I, how I think Connor's going out to be team? honest with you you've yeah, got to think Connor's going to go yeah. out alone don't you yeah, yeah. either yeah. way that's, that's, four, that's four strikers in the team possibly we're only playing with one man up front yeah, I mean, two yeah, times yeah. time maybe you know it's rare that we obviously play three, but you know what the other option is, lads, don't you? It's Joe Garner, and then you know a deadline, a lone deadline day signing of Medine. If Medine's coming, he's coming in. <laughs> if he's coming, he's coming in January. He needs to at least not get in the Cardiff team first. Yeah, he's not get in the Cardiff team. I'm amazed yeah. how that sort of just. Fizzled out. I mean, obviously, when when the window opened, everyone was like, "Oh yeah, it'll happen, it'll happen." And then all of a sudden, it's just nobody's mentioned it whatsoever. And I think it was just like we're so set on getting work, and now it's completely, you know, it, it's all up in the air. I think, you know, it may be be sneaking back into, you know, Ken's mind maybe towards the end of the window, but we'll see. Oh, you know why? Like, nostalgia sign. It's embarrassing for Cardiff if it happens. That's why. Mm. How much? How, how much of their outlays, the Championship side, was that spent on the day? And it just was. It was an awful bit of business for them. Oh, then no. they can't. They can't admit defeat just yet. Surely. When you consider yeah, that the Wolves have sound Joe Martini was it for five million or whatever, and then you compare oh, the two amazing. and you're thinking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, what what wage is he on at Cardiff? I, I can't imagine it's he you know it's, it's a, yeah, he's on at least knowledge. double he's on at least double of what he earned here from what I heard. So what's that? Two k. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone from five peanuts to ten. Yeah. Speaking no, of, I think yeah, I thought he, he must be on about twelve then. I would imagine. Yeah. So, but but I would imagine he got a bump up when they got promoted as well. So he'll uh, probably be closer to twenty than he would be to fifteen. I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, talking I think you're right. Wage talk and transfers and what have you. One thing which I think we have to sort of commend is um, the chair, notes from the chairman quite recently. I mean, in my opinion, they've been quite transparent. You know, I think they've been, you know, fairly positive all round. Um, you know, it's good to get a bit of clear communication as much as, you know, some of it contradicts what the other party is perhaps, you know, said and he's sort of just replied to that. Um you know, I, I just wondered if anyone really had an opinion on that, you know, as to whether, you know, it, it, it's quite promising or, you know, whether he's giving too much away or what have you. I know Ian does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's, sorry, I, it depends in, in what in what, what regard, in, in, in transfers or... Yeah, well, no, I just think it's just the clarity of it. You know, I, we're sort of being given names, you know, we're being given figures... Um, we're being told about you know the the ins and outs of you know this ongoing dispute with the catering team or what have you, and it's just it's quite interesting to see that he's now being quite open about it. I just wondered what you made of it, really. I mean, I must admit, for me, I, I think he, he's uh, well. It's not just him actually; it's 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 the other fella involved. Um, I, I would have said they needed to leave it behind closed doors uh, uh, just in my opinion um, you know maybe a, a couple of lines from both of them at the end of the day it's 
um, it involves 200 people, wasn't it? It was about 200 people that, that you know, it's, it's their jobs that are affected. Um, my, my view on it is that for both sides, they, they could have an internal communication to those people that are affected by it. And uh, from an official point of view, because quite obviously when you, you see people taking pictures of um, uh, signs all, all around saying cash only, it's, it's going to get out into, into the, uh, the public arena. Um, a couple of sentences from both sides saying there's, there's an ongoing dispute, um, but we're dealing with it. Um, and no further comments until perhaps it gets resolved. That, that, that's my view. I, I mean, it, it's no secret of, of my views on, on, on the way things are being run, uh, if, if I'm honest, James. But um, I, 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 I like the fact that, we, that there is a lot of comms, but I, I think sometimes, it, and this is just my opinion, obviously, that um, it's, it's perhaps... Um, abuse maybe is the wrong word, but I don't think um, it's. I, I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors involved. If, 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 if I'm honest, um, it can be a bit of a double-edged sword. The, the, the comms that you get. Yeah. Um, so, so that, that, that's that. Anyhow, that, that's the way I see it. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, do, do you prefer you know how we have it now to you know the, the days of you know Eddie Davis and Giles Hard and so on? You know the I'd like it somewhere. Yeah, I'd like it somewhere in the middle. Uh, I mean, quite obviously, as as we all know, um, certainly in in, the, in that um, last year, uh, appreciating the fact that obviously um, Phil Gartside was was seriously ill. You know, in fairness to that guy, but but even so, that that two three year period when things were going spiraling downhill um you know obviously the managerial appointments weren't working out the players we were signing weren't doing the business um it, it just went really quiet didn't it didn't it it's um and, and and that wasn't that wasn't good um and it and um it just seemed to get that that lack of comms seemed to put a a bigger and bigger sort of chasm between the fans and, and the and the club particularly um in, in the in the megson years um, so it got really toxic towards the end. Um, so, so I, I certainly believe it's um, uh, um, regular communications is, is a good thing. Yeah. But you know, when you get into like two or three chairman's notes in one day, mm. and and some of the things he discusses as well, you know, you sort of thinking, yeah, you, you leave yourself a bit open there, mate. Um, it's it's you know it perhaps needs to tone it down a little bit. Yeah, no, you, you but, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, it, the good comes comes with the ugly, obviously. But um, I mean, you know, you're getting the likes of him, him saying that you know we we definitely placed two six figure bids for two different strikers, you know, and you're thinking, well, you know, you know that that's brilliant. To, you know, obviously that they prioritise that and they've acknowledged that, um, and you know, it, it's good to have that sort of you know communication. But as you said, you know, you've just got to be careful with what what is being made public and so on and that's probably why it's sparked so much sort of controversy on social media I suppose. Yeah, it's like it's like regarding the transfers, I much more appreciate the openness from the chairman now because we, we know where we stand with, with that financially. We we kinda know what to expect now and it we can as fans we can like work our minds around it. But as Ian was saying, things like the Heathcourt disagreements, they could have easily been left like if we were going to if we end up agreeing with a new deal with Heathcote that didn't need to be told us we were ongoing with discussions and that could have been said in a not under an article down the line saying we've renewed our contract with Heathcote so we've terminated our contract with Heathcote just 
things like that I don't think the fans entirely need to know about unless it gets to a serious point that it could affect the critically financially cripple the club Mm. No, I get that. Tom, have you got any thoughts on that? Just before we finish, my my view on Ken Anderson is simple in terms of transfers. I am always very surprised and always very pleasantly surprised with the quality of player that we've managed to bring in the door since he joined the club. Even in League One, I was amazed by some of the players we managed to get in. How we always had transfer targets and always seemed to get them. This year, I've, I've been very impressed with at least four out of the eight or nine additions that we've had, uh, and even some of them to come. But he shoots himself in the foot by desperately wanting to be open, quote-unquote, and not either write, getting someone to write the statements for him that don't actually make an awful lot of sense half the time, either are written in a manner that is very unprofessional. A lot of the stuff in the Heathcote's thing have been taken, if I were on the other side of the debate, their jibes more so than information. Exactly. Yeah. You shouldn't be as a you shouldn't be that way inclined to try and you know rub your face rub sorry rub someone's face in it if there's a dispute in the public arena because that's obviously not a professional way to do business. Well, the way he conducts transfers it has been fantastic mm. in my view. But the fact of the matter is he lets himself down by either whether it's an ego thing or whether it's just he doesn't understand that he's a football owner and it, whether and that is a completely different thing from owning a business in any other line of work because you are in the public eye, you are being scrutinised on everything you do and he leaves himself far too open for criticism when actually if he just sat back and took a bit of a backseat role, I don't think anything but positivity would be coming his way. Yeah, that's no, completely understood. Um, no, I know what you mean. It's just sort of a, a mix of... Communications, which obviously has to be managed properly, and you know, you know, all credit to him because at the, at the beginning, I'm sure we were all a bit like, or oh, we, we presume you had a plan, and it appeared that he didn't. But obviously, you know, it's it's starting to come good now, and you know, I'm hoping it will pay off, and we'll get to Saturday, and we'll have, you know, we'll be thereabouts, um, and we'll be able to prove that on the pitch rather than you know going to Hawthorns on the first day and getting hammered four nil. Um, I mean, I mean, we we spent a transfer fee for the first time in three and a half years, so he's got to be doing something, right? Of course, yeah. On two separate players as well, you know, we still don't know what this other one is. You know, whether it's Gardner, whether it's White, whether it's somebody else, you know. But we will see. But anyway, um, right. So the last bit that we're going to cover, um, just moving on from Ken's notes. Um, Tom, would you like to take over on this bit? So. Basically, earlier on, we asked you on Twitter for your questions and your predictions for the upcoming season. Over to you, Tom. Yeah, so um, one of the questions that we got has already been asked, asked sorry, by James in the, who would we rather sign, Joe Garner or Charlie White? So moving on from that one, uh, there's a question from at Panic Prone. Actually, there's two. Uh, who do you think should be captain is the first one. I'd have to go Weeter, I think. Probably Weeter, yeah. He's he's got the longevity to back it up. He seems to be fairly vocal enough on the pitch, and so I'd have no complaints of him being captain. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. We he's a bit of a talisman as well, isn't he? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Jason Lowe's been the captain before, hasn't he? But obviously, he's a yeah. new signing. Yeah, so Mark Davis as well. So those are backups. I would have quite, yeah. quite liked to see Henry captain. You know, at some point last season, and if he comes back, then I wouldn't mind. But um, no, I think it's got to be Weeter at this point. <coughs> 
do you, do you guys think he's got the temperament for it? Would be would be my question. That's the thing. He seemed to fill in quite a few times last season and dealt with it pretty well. Uh, I'm not sure what his record was like, you know, in in the games that he was captain of it as to whether we won, lost, or what have you. But um, I think he, he suits it perfectly, to, to be honest. I think he's got a, quite a good reputation as well. From what well, I've, I've never met the guy, but from what I hear, he's 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 quite a laid back person that's that's respected by his teammates. Um, and, and in my opinion, he's, he's our best defender, or he was our best defender last season anyway. Um, so he commands that respect. Um, he's, he's done the time. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems to me it's, it's a no-brainer for, for him to be captain. Um, he'd certainly be my choice. Good to hear. And the, the second question from at Panic Prone is, which youngster will slash most likely break into the team this season? Again, for Consi- me, it'd probably have to be either Chill Pritchard or, again, probably Connor Hall. Yeah. You guys saw a bit more of Pritchard in one of the friendlies. Did, did he look good? I thought he was excellent. I mean, he played against uh, Girona for the last 20 minutes or so. Um, and I've been to an under-23 friendly against Clitheroe and it, it, it just stood out, you know, miles beyond anyone else, really. Yeah, he looked really he looked really composed. Um, it's, it, I mean, he is the oldest out of all the youngsters that we've got. He's 21 and he's captained the um, Tottenham Academy before, from what I researched. So he does seem to the most, most likely one to step up, especially considering... Connor Hall hasn't really had any first team chances and looks more likely to go out on loan this season than break into the Bolton first team. Yeah, I'd, I'd back that up. I'd, um, I'd say it's, it's more likely to be a midfielder. Erin Pritchard, or apparently it's, uh, the young lad Dennis Politic. Um, apparently he's making a few waves. Maybe he's only 18, isn't he? So maybe it's a bit early for him. But um, I, I think Connors needs to um, go out and and you know take that next step in, in a team perhaps in League 1 uh, or League 2 and, and make a name for himself there really Discussing midfield uh, potential players a uh, question from rherdy2 on Twitter is we still haven't replaced Spearing we need a workhorse in front of the defence are we looking to bring one in now, now obviously we've got Jason Lowe and we've, we've touched a little bit on you know that we might need another one do you, do, you, do you guys think we want someone in that kind of mould or do you reckon it'd be a difficult sell considering it seems like Lowe is going to be first choice? Carl Henry! <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we all... I mean, Lowe's playing there unless he's been signed as a centre-back, Wilson can also play there. So, I don't know. It, it, it depends. It depends, really, which way you look at it. I, I personally do agree with Parky that we need a bit more creativity in the middle of the park because we've really only got... Oz, Oz is the most creative midfielder that we have. So, yeah, but no, I'm not against signing another one because I'd happily have Carl Henry back at the club any day. But I don't think a defensive midfielder, midfielder is as much priority as a more uh, box-to-box or attacking midfielder. Yeah, playmaker for me, definitely. Fair enough. And there's quite a few Josh McGinnis-based questions. So the first one is from... A uh, pretty unpronounceable name. It looks like Sobo Sobotomi Setiri. God knows what that is. Do you approve of the signing of McGinnis considering the fact we've already brought Donaldson in, who is a very similar type of striker? I'm all for it. Yeah, I think he's just going to back up, maybe become a, a you know first choice eventually. But I think he's going to have to, guys, going to have to consider you know rotating the three of them that we have at the minute. Um, but you know we'll just see what happens with that one. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not. 
saying that it, it's a clash at all, and I think it's just a, you know it's going to be a good asset to have. If you th- if you think about it, there's, there's probably um, a good pairing there, is it? Um, a little bit like Wilbraham and Medine last summer, isn't it? Um, we had Medine, who was back in the championship, had a horrific time the last time he'd, he'd played at that level. Uh, get Wilbraham in, um, as, as Parky said, actually, um, to to give him that uh, support in the background um, to to enable him to push forward. So maybe with with Donaldson, it's the same. You know, he's 34. He's been around the block a few times. He knows the championship inside out. Um, Magenis, he's, he's coming up. He's never played at this level before. Uh, I appreciate, obviously, he's got his, his international career, but um, you know, for regular championship football, um, it's, it, it is going to be a step up. So with Donaldson helping it out, maybe we can um, take the rough edges off that diamond or whatever the phrase is and um, help him you know, prosper this coming season. Yeah, I'd also argue the point that um, 200k, even for us, is not that big of a financial risk. Um, he, he would have the pressure of us being the first player we've signed for money in ages, but that's a tag you eventually wear off. And 200k, considering that we were apparently in for about 500k for him last season, getting more than double the step down from pricing that, I think we've done a really good bit of business there, especially if it leads us to putting the money towards more other players, like we said, putting it towards a Garner or a White just to increase the options even further. Yeah, I agree completely. I, th- I think in terms of price, what we've managed to barter it down to is a cracking piece of business. It just goes back to what I said. You know, Ken seems to know how to get, you know, value for money or not value for money if you're thinking Gary Medine for six million, I suppose. But, you know, that benefited us anyway. So he, he lets himself down, but he's done a very good job there. A uh, question from our former writer, Colton Wilson, Tom Wilson, is how comfortably do we see McGinnis filling the shoes that Medine once filled? I personally don't think McGinnis is as good as Medine, but then again, Park, then again, I didn't really rate Medine too much until Parky got a hold of him, so we'll just see you on that front. <laughs> yeah, time will tell. You know, at the end of the day, uh, Parky rates him, doesn't he? So I mean that, that's that's good enough for me. If, if, if I'm brutally honest, um, if, you, if you'd asked me a few weeks ago, I, I, he would have been a distant third to signing Wyke or um, Garner. But but the reality is, Park has shown over the last couple of seasons that he, he's you know I mean obviously he's had some duff signings, but every single manager that's ever managed is, 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 is that's been the case. Um, but generally, he, he seems to know what he's doing because obviously we got promoted and we've stayed up. So uh, I think, for, for me anyway, if Parky thinks he's, he's worth 200k, then he's, he's worth a chance. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I haven't seen much of him play at all. So, I mean, I'll just have to wait and see what he offers. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm all for him sort of, you know, proving to to us what he can do. And I'm sure that, what, you know, as you sort of already covered, that, you know, once Parky sort of puts it, like, gets his mark on him, then I'm sure it'll start to come good, you know, if he hasn't already. So... I mean, I think one thing that we can all take from this really is, you know, how much of, a, of an impressive job Barkey's sort of done to, you know, get these players up to a standard where they've just massively improved and helped us no end, really, you know, over the last few seasons. And I think you've just got to credit him so much for that. And, you know, those those of you who, who doubted him, you know, I, I can't believe that that was ever a thing, really, because, you know, he, he's just been one of our you know best managers in recent time, you know, obviously since Big Sam, whatever, you know, I just... You know, I'm always just appreciative of, of the fact that we have him. I'm, 
Yeah. I think you got it nailed on though, Will. I mean, with, with the guys have been talking about um, Ken's input, um, but the re- the reality as as well, should I say, is that um, that Parky, you know, he, he, it's his and him and his team that have um, uh, scouted the, these guys, you know, and asked asked they, they if, if you want it on the target list, and and when they come in, you know, it's it's down to him to try and. Ma- meld them or mold them even into into a working team and, and he's done that for two years on the trot now um on, on a budget that's you know a fraction of what the other teams are um uh, are having or playing with so I, I think he's just done a phenomenal job uh, i really do yeah uh, go, yeah going back to um magenis as much as i would love to uh, sing parky's praises <laughs> um I'd, I'd be here all day but um, going back to Magenis, um, for me, he really doesn't have to score a bad load of goals because it's, it's like he said in his uh, in an interview, he didn't. He, his first job, per se, to come in was to be a nuisance, to be um, the the big man that bullies the centre defenders. So as long he doesn't have to score a bad load of goals for me, uh, but if he can, you know, wear down the defenders, uh, move, try and move out the way to make space for other people to shoot. If he can fill more of the, I know it's big shoes. I know I'm, I'm making a big comparison here, but if he can be the Kevin Davis type, then uh, and be successful, then it, it's just it'll just be a bargain in the end. Yeah, the only point that I would raise with McGinnis and the idea of him filling Gary Medine's shoes, or possibly, as you say, you know, God help us if he if he does get that to that point, um, at Kevin Davis level, uh, is that McGinnis is obviously quick. We're not used to having a big striker up front who can also possibly, you know, run the channels or whatever. Uh, I, I, I see that as probably the main reason as to why we've decided that he's worth spending 200k on, because he sort of gets the best of all all three types of striker that you poss- that we have in our squad, uh, and that 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 to me I think is is a, is a big factor in it because obviously Gary Medina was never one to run the channels, but maybe Josh can do can do that for us. Um, our own Jamie Moss has asked the question. Now we have another striker and centre-back. What is the top priority for the squad? And who would you like to bring in to fill that gap? Mm-hmm. Well, but my, main, my main position of concern right now would be a backup goalkeeper to challenge Ben Annick since it looks like Turner's on loan at Staley Bridge for the season and James Aspinall has absolutely no first-team experience. That's a good shout, that- James, to be fair. I think, yeah, keepers massively important at this stage you know if nothing else I mean obviously we're looking at left back strikers what have you but you know we've sort of got covering all those positions to an extent it's just we've literally got nothing you know for for Anik at the minute so yeah I don't want Anik to end up like um, Amos in our relegation season where he had no real competition and just looked comfortable in his position and it made him susceptible to silly mistakes that are not that a a goalkeeper with uh, some target on his back wouldn't have made yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's such a specialist position, isn't it? And, and Anik, it, at the end of the day, he has had his injuries, hasn't he? He's not had two full seasons um, with, without, as, as you'd expect, um, with a goalie anyway, because they're always getting stuck in. Um, so I, I would agree. We, we need a, a backup. That, that, that's got to be the priority. I just wanted to clarify, you know, I don't think any of us are particularly knocking Anik or doubting him or anything like that. I think it's just important that we get another one in, you know, as literally just want to warm the bench if nothing else because I think it's just plainly a, bit, a little bit you know worrying if you've not got a, a keeper even to you know be on standby so yeah but you know 
I think James's point is the most pertinent one. Without competition, any decent goalkeeper is liable to make mistakes. I think that's why Joe Hart ended up going the way going the way he has done now, mm. because at Man City, obviously, he was unchallenged for the best part of four years, which yeah, obviously doesn't give you any kind of pressure. No. Well, you need somebody in training, don't you, to sort of um, uh, compete against, basically, to keep that sharpness. And if there's nobody there, it's it's going to have an impact, isn't it? Quite obviously. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance we might go back in for Bowes Myhill as as that backup? I've heard he's going to re-sign at West Brom. But... Really? Yeah. Yeah. According yeah. to Nixon, yeah. anyway. But... <laughs> well, that yeah. makes sense. To be fair, having I mean, but the thing is, haven't they already signed two goalkeepers? I swear they got uh, Johnston and was it Moore? Not Moore. Um, I haven't signed Moore. I can't think. But no, I was under the impression they already had two fairly well, uh, fairly well-equipped goalkeepers. Oh, so. I'm not clued I'm not <laughs> up on it particularly, but it didn't sound promising. And it has been sort of this evening that it's been mentioned, so who knows. Yeah, it made me somewhat disappointed that we didn't sign Sam Walker when we had the chance, because a 26-year-old goalkeeper with over 200 league appearances um, would have been a fantastic prospect, if nothing else, to take over from Anik for this season. I mean, I don't want to give it any publicity particularly, you know, but, you know, this mock-up... Um, Twitter account, which I'm sure you all know which one I'm talking about, had for whatever reason mentioned that we'd gone in for that other backup United goalkeeper, Joel Pereira. I don't know if there's anything in that or not, but you know, I'm not taking that too seriously. You know, with the biggest pitch assault possible. But who knows? I bet I bet Joel Pereira's on too high for wages as anyway, because it even United paid their reserves a ridiculous amount. Yeah, I'm not surprised, but yeah, I'd say we need somebody with with championship experience. You know, not not somebody who's going to be pulling up trees, but who you know, if if, if it, the worst does happen and, and Ben gets injured, um, it's it can step in there and do and do a job basically. Um, It'll most likely be alone, won't yeah. it? Though that's the thing. It'll most likely be alone. Let's Possibly get Paddy Kenny back. No. <laughs> <laughs> anybody no. but probably eat Ben Anik before he actually got ahead of him in goal. Anybody but Paul Rachuka, please. Oh please God no, do not mention his name. I still have nightmares of that Bristol game. Sorry to interrupt guys. Sorry. Uh, the final question is uh how do you think this season's squad compares to last season from at IM mod? Better. Definitely better, yeah. As I said, I think we've made improvements all around, so yeah, there's definitely a bit more flair and creativity about it for what for what it's lacking in depth. But that's and that's a that's a trade off I'm willing to make because I think we need a bit more flair in this division than we do need. Um, de- well, than we do need bodies. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's definitely more quality. Um, but the the fact that it is a small squad and and there are a number of players in there that have got. Um, Injury records that aren't that great are, are, are two big concerns. But but from a, purely from a quality point of view, I would say yeah, it's definitely better. Yeah, good stuff. I was just going to say, you know, the question that we did ask Twitter earlier um, about you know what position you think will finish top goal scorer and best signing um, before we end. Do we just want to cover that for each of us? You know what 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 we think for each of those categories. Tom, do you want to go first? Well. I've put 16th in my predictions uh, as simply because I think we'll flirt with relegation, but I think we'll probably be safe by mid-April as we should have been last year had we been able to hold on to all of the you know 
uh, stupid uh, one goal or two goal leads that we gave away. You know, you had the three points at Fulham, the three points against Reading, the three points against Ipswich, just to name a couple of them. Uh, three points against Barnsley. You know, we, we would have been safe by that time. And we've got a better squad now. So I, I see us being able to achieve that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my top scorer I went for, if he gets games, Erhan Ostema, because I see him in the sort of Andre Moritz role. You know, if he plays <laughs> bit parts, he'll still score the odd, odd screamer. But I think if Moritz had played more, he, he would he would have certainly got double figures. Fond memories. <laughs> Moritz did not have the stamina to play more. <laughs> no, he didn't. That's the problem, isn't it? He, 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 but I, I just remember the game against Leicester when we lost 5-3 and he was unplayable that day, scoring twice. And I just thought, why can't you do that every every week? <laughs> uh, and my, my signing of the season was Yannick Wilshut. Good shout. Good shout. James? Um, well, unfortunately, my article's not gone out yet, but um, I'll give you a sneak preview of what I'm going to put here. Um yeah, I was um, going to read it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me just put it up here on the phone. Um, um, for for position, I think I I have us cl- finishing a bit close to the relegation zone around nineteenth because um, I because like you say, other teams have strengthened amongst us and we are susceptible to a few stupid results because we're Bolton. But, yeah, I think but nineteenth st- would still still be good. Um, Goal, goal for me goal scorer of the season is still going to be Adam Lafondra. I I definitely do see him playing more regularly re, regularly from the start of this season even despite Parky's preference for you know bigger men up front like Magenis and Donaldson. Um I think I think Alf impressed me enough last season to give him that chance in the championship. Um signing of the season um straight I know it's a strange choice but Jason Law. Oh, you get. I've done that as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. It's, I know. It's a strange. I know. It's a strange choice, but uh, he's been solid, hasn't he? He's played the most minutes out of anyone pre-season, and he's not really put a foot wrong. Um, I've, I've kind of followed his career because I, I worked in Blackburn quite a bit, and I kept hearing Blackburn fans absolutely slating him, saying he runs around like headless chicken, he gives away the ball too much, he makes silly fouls. But from what I've seen. He seems to have taken a lot of those mistakes out of his game as he's gotten older. So, if he can be the, um, the you know, the force in the middle of the park that keep, that keeps things ticking, kind of like how Henderson was for us at, uh, for England at the World Cup, then he's going to be a vital player this season. Mm. Good shout, Ian. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it in reverse. Actually, I completely agree with what, what James just said. There, I, I mean, for me, Jason Lowe is um, absolutely crucial. To, to this coming season and from what I mean I've, I've not seen the, the pre-season games but certainly from what I've, I've been listening to um, he, he, you know he, the, the guy's done well I, I just it's just so important that, that he, he's you know he has a full season firing on all cylinders and and with all the um, obviously all the flair players like uh, World Shuts um, and Ami Obi and, and so on and so forth um, but really, it, it could be Jason Lowe. You know, if, if he turns out to be a, a young Carl Henry, then 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 we're flying really um, because it's exactly what we need. Um, top scorer, it's got to be Elf, hasn't it? Um, the only thing that would probably stop that is if we do get this other striker in, um, and then uh, Parker can revert back to having his big guy up front, which would probably leave um, um, Alf back on the bench like he was. Uh, certainly the first half of last season mm. um, and then it'll be whoever 
Gary Medine Mark II, as I, as I called it in my article, uh, you know, the chances are he he, he will have that um, uh, title, I suppose, uh, at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. For where we're going to finish, oh, this was a difficult one for me. For the first time, uh, I've sat down, yeah, and, and sort of tried to look at this through um, a neutral sort of... Um, uh, just, just looking at it, you know, from a, from the mind point of view rather than the heart. I honestly don't think we're there yet. Uh, I think we've got a, a strong first eleven, uh, with the possible, with the exception possibly of left back. Um, but I, I don't think our squad is anywhere near strong enough for, for this season. Um, we were still reliant on getting three or four decent players in, um, which obviously I hope we do. Um, and we've still got that injury. There's just too many players that have just got that record. And, and if we do, like we have done, um, you know, perhaps not so much last season, but certainly uh, prior seasons and get three or four players getting long-term injuries, I think we could be in big trouble. So at the moment, I'm afraid, and I, I don't think, I can't see it being three miracles in, in the trot. I'm, I'm hoping, or on the trot, um, I'm hoping that obviously by the end of August, um, all my worries are put um, uh, put in place, and and we, we've we've got a really strong, healthy squad. But um, going off what the, the you know going off the squad we've got at this moment, I I don't think it's good enough to survive. If, if I'm being brutally honest, spoken like a true line of Vienna writer. There's always <laughs> one. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Well, last season I went for uh, just lower mid table, and uh, so did I. We were yeah. <laughs> well, I'll go with that then. So I'll. I think I was going to go with seventeenth actually. Um, I mean, I'm not overly confident. You know, that's more out of hope than possible realism. But you know, we'll see. Um, yeah, I, ju- I just think this team's worse than us in this division this season. That's yeah, why I went are. for nineteenth. I mean, Ro- I don't expect Rotherham to do anything really. They, they may still... as well just go down now, haven't they? They may yeah. as well. They're just yeah. relegated, aren't they? And yeah. Wigan. Yeah. And Blackburn. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think Blackburn as much, but this no, um, totally is... I promise this isn't biased, but I honestly don't think Wigan have a good enough squad either. No, I promise no. that's not biased, but I know. Yeah. But if it is, I don't... Yeah. I can't give a shit. No, um, <laughs> United are going to finish in bottom, the bastards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, it Reading, actually. I think Reading... Uh, 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 in my article, I've, I've got them going down. I don't, they've done absolutely nothing really, apart from sign Sam Walker. He's probably rubbish fun. anyway. But, well, they, yeah. signed, they signed McNulty, didn't they, for over one point two million? I think that's brave. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. very brave. Ooh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I could, I could also see QPI being down there because oh, McLa- because Steve McLaren, <laughs> yeah, Steve, um, yeah. and and also Hull City because Nigel Adkins is just cannot revive his career to save his life. Did anyone else think Birmingham because of the transfer? Oh, yeah. yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, I just saw that tonight. tonight. Yeah, but yeah, no. Just to finish off, I was going to say my uh, top goal scorer is got to be Lafondre, I think. And Rob's going to hate me for this one. Actually, I mean, I'll go with two. But I was going to say my sign of the season's actually been Amiobi. Just renewing that, I think you know, it, it, it's something that I, I think a lot of people would have realised too late. You know, after he'd, after he'd gone, you know, if if that had actually happened. You know what we were sort of missing, and I think that something that he showed at Peterborough is something that no one else can really match. You know, and I think he brings something which nobody else does. But if we're talking genuine signings, I think Oztum is going to be absolutely brilliant for us, and I just hope he gets hope he gets the you know the game time he deserves and 
you know, gets put in a, in a, a decent role like the number 10 or whatever to, to perform to his best. But, um, yeah. Oh, what, go on. One other thing, last question. Um, what do we think for Saturday? Go on, a prediction each for goals for the uh, scoreline. Oh, you get will. Um, I've got. I've, I can't even lie on this because it's down in my bloody article. So um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm just. I'm just giving away views here, aren't I? Man's still got to go out, and I'm, man's just going to get yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I must admit, I've gone for a battering in the first game simply yeah. because it is the first game. It's against a team that's just come down from the Prem, um, West Brom. Whilst I don't think they're going to win it, they're going to be there or thereabouts. So I've gone for a four niller. I'm afraid. Tom? Uh, I'm very, very pleased that I'm away uh, this weekend <laughs> and therefore I'm not able to make the journey to West Brom. My, my dad's going and uh, he, I've given him my tin hat uh, for this match. I'm, I'm not holding out much hope. I've gone with 3-1 on my predictions. James? Uh, oh, sorry, go on, Tom. No, no, it's fine. I was, I was just going to say, but I, 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 it's one of those games where you think that it's either going to be a battering or because they're not accustomed to the uh, shithousery of the championship, we could nick a 1-0 win, but I'm, I'm going for 3-1. For it's very optimistic. <laughs> James? Uh, conversely to Tom, I am going, so my tin hat's already. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, I do think West Brom are going to team that's going to be there, there or thereabouts challenging for the top. Um, Darren Moore, is a, from what he's proven in the Premier League, he seems to be a capable manager so far. So I think West Brom are going to be a very tough team to come up against, even despite our improved squad. So I, in my like I'm going to put in my article, I'll say 3-1, because I do think we can get a goal. Yeah, well, Martin Hat's already on, because um, I'll be there as well. Um, it's going to be 3-0, unfortunately. It's going to be 2,500 poor, poor Wanderers fans, including myself and James. We're going to go down there and just hope for the best, but I don't think we're holding out too much hope. But, you know, there's always... I would, I would love for them to prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> of course, as would we all. Of course. So, uh, let's start to wrap it up. So, guys, where can the lovely Wanderers folk find you all on Twitter? Tom? Uh, mine is TJ14 Wanderer, although I do have two other Twitter handles, but I think if you follow the TJ14 Wanderer one, you're much more likely to have a laugh. The, the other two are a bit more PC. Good stuff. James. It's not Super Agent 74, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to go the whole podcast without that. I resent those accusations, and I'm going to have you done in court. <laughs> <laughs> James, I think we know yours by now, don't we? Uh for better or for worse, mine is at real James Jarvis. I swear I'm a good person, but my Twitter may not reflect that. Yeah, turn that song when you're on James's Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Ian? Yeah, Smurf. I can't even say it right. Super White Smurf. Um, uh, anything optimistic, I'm your man. For all your legal inquiries as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mine's WI1LJ. And if there's nothing else left to add or say, then it's bye from all of us at the Line of Vienna Suite. You can follow us on Twitter at Line of Vienna SD. And I think that is all. So until next time, set la V. Mm-hmm.